Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, it is Joe in the pilot seat tonight. Uh, I know we've been bouncing around from uh, different hosts the last few episodes. It's a good thing. Gives me a break, but then also gives some of our other talented co-hosts a chance to, to run the show. Uh, but we have a great show for you tonight, and uh, this is actually chapter 156. We just released chapter 155, which was uh, Brent... Dykeman leading a uh, episode with Garrison Talk, his new Star Wars Legion podcast that's going to be going on. So we look forward to hearing that. But uh, episode 156 of Rule of the Galaxy, as always, you can follow us at Rule of the Galaxy SW on Twitter and Instagram, Rule of the Galaxy podcast on TikTok, just Rule of the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. Um, go to Etsy.com if you want a cool shirt like this. Or wow. any other gear that we've got, uh, Etsy.com, type in Rule the Galaxy, all one word, no spaces. And last but not least, email us, rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com. I should learn to write all that down so I don't have to remember it every time. But here we go, Chapter 156. We've got one of our regular co-hosts with us, and then we've got a special guest host tonight. So I'll start with one of our regular co-hosts, Alfie. How are you, sir? Doing good, Joe. Uh you know, another great Star Wars week. I'm excited to talk about this Andor trailer tonight. I hope we get into it a little bit. As am I, as am I. I think uh, I think everybody had some good vibes off that Andor trailer. So there was a lot of stuff hidden in two and a half minutes. And uh, even, even our good friend Brent Dykeman, who uh, has been praising Andor for months, if not years, he was even a little excited about this one. So um, Alfie, real quick, before we hop to our special guest, um you got did you get something from one of our followers on twitter um that, that was a gift or something you you were interacting with them and received a gift yes or? i did okay uh, if you give me just a second i could go grab it i didn't even think to bring it with me. well it, yeah tell you what go ahead and explain it and then you can grab it here in a second you got uh okay um uh, do you want me to go get it now no, no, go ahead. Tell us all about it. And then while I go talk to Ryan, you can go grab it. Um, yeah, I think the Hyper Chronicles mm -hmm. podcast, he put out a picture the other day of some random Star Wars stuff. He had all vintage pieces, nothing really complete. And there were happened to be three of the Boba Fett starship, I guess is what we're calling it now. So I said, hey, would you be interested in selling one? And he said, sure. And before it was all said and done, he actually just sent it to me. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I know Boba Fett's your guy. I yeah. You have his tattoo. You have his logo on your hat. I mean, that's your guy. So glad you could get that. And and thank you to our friends there. At, where was it again? Give me just one second. I, uh, Holo Chronicles podcast. Holo Chronicles podcast. Thank you for that. 
And uh, and then Alfie, of course, has a coworker who knows him as a Star Wars guy and brings him Star Wars stuff to work. Yes, so the nice, he, sweet old lady at work. He's a lucky guy. I tell you, that Alfie, he is just, everybody just loves Alfie. So That's what happens when you're just so nice and outgoing and have yep. pleasant, you know, friendly personality like myself. You are correct on that. If I had to peg one thing about you, that's what I would say right there. Um, let's let's hop off from all this praising of Alfie to our special guest who I had the pleasure of meeting at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway a few months ago. And that was a good time. And he got to hop on with my son on, on one of his podcasts there, uh, Mr. Ryan McGee. Ryan, thanks for coming back and being on the show for the second time. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, that was, um, I saw you, I believe the day after obi-wan yeah had dropped the premiere and like we couldn't talk about it because <laughs> uh you neither one of you had seen it yet and i was like i i, I had gotten up in, the, in that morning and watched it i actually gotten up so i don't I, you know yes i work for espn and my check comes for disney people think that maybe i get some inside scoop on stuff <laughs> i did i did receive a link for the premiere episode about an hour before it dropped so awesome. I saw it so two o'clock in the morning, you know, I, I, I saw it and, but yeah, when I saw you guys, I couldn't say anything. So yep. yeah, now we can, now we can, and of course the whole series is out there now, now we can openly talk about it, which is, which is liberating. No, it is. It is. And I know you've been super busy. Um, I know you cover a lot of different things, auto racing, football, you, you know, the big 10 and all their craziness, the SEC, it's just keeping you running right now. Right. Yeah. The summer has been crazy because we were going to try to do this. Mm -hmm. I think the week that for college football fans, the, the week that we found out that USC and UCLA suddenly aren't located on the West Coast apparently anymore, apparently they're in the Midwest, <laughs> we found that out, I think the day, either mm -hmm. the day of or the day before we were supposed to do this podcast, so I appreciate you rolling on it. Yeah, it's been a crazy busy summer. Um, I literally just got off an airplane from, from I, it's funny, I call it the death, I've always referred to ESPN headquarters in Bristol, Connecticut as the Death Star, and I mean okay. that in a loving manner, and yesterday... Uh, we were, I put it on Instagram yesterday. We were in the, the, the amazing cafeteria on campus at ESPN and there were eight stormtroopers like marching around the cafeteria. It turns out they were shooting. Uh, I'm not allowed to say what it was. They were shooting some commercial stuff Yeah, and there were some 501st Legionnaires, uh, stomping around campus. So yeah, I said, I always refer to it as a death star. I always tweet as I pull up to the ESPN headquarters in Bristol, I always take a picture of the main thing. And I say, you know, that's no moon. I've been doing that my whole, when I worked there, I would pull up to work every day and go, that's no moon. And uh, so, yeah, I always joke, that's no moon. And I go, y'all thought I was joking, but there's stormtroopers at lunch. So yeah, it was, it was an interesting day uh, at the ESPN Death Star uh, just 24 hours ago. That's awesome. You know, one thing I'll say about ESPN, no matter their ups or downs or what have you, they have always been great at commercials. Their commercials have been top notch. It's sometimes better than watching Sports Center or the sports on there. They they their their uh, anchors do a great job, and the guests who come on and do them do a great job. And to have this tie in and be related to uh, the mouse, you know, it doesn't hurt right now with Star Wars. So no, 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 it, and it's but it really it's funny. So I've been with ESPN basically my entire adult life. I left for a couple of years and, and then came back. But when I first started working there right out of college, you know, twenty five years ago that's when they first started shooting the this is sports center commercials and it was mm -hmm. the folks behind all the nike ads just do it and all that and everybody would joke you know is it really like that you know working in like the sports center newsroom and i'll be like no it's just tv commercials now 
it's like that all the time. Like you just, you have no idea who you're going to see back, back in the day, you couldn't get people to come to Bristol now uh, because they shoot so many TV commercials and because so many athletes and, and movie stars, or whatever uh, come to campus. Yeah. It actually is. It actually now is a lot like uh, it, they joked about it with the commercials, you know, back in the nineties. So yeah, it's, but yeah, I did not expect to be sworn. And, all, and, and you, like our conversation we had before, I don't get to fully just like, unvarnished talk about star wars mm-hmm. you, you guys know the feeling when you're sitting in a room full of people i'm a star wars fan and you start talking about it and you realize we're a lot of times operated at a different level when i started explaining to the people at my table oh those guys have got to be with a local you know division of the 501st they had no idea what i was talking about and so i'm explaining to them what's going on and i went over and introduced myself and sure enough you know it's like a it's like a school teacher and you know all, all these guys and they were there right. you know they, they wrangled up some stormtroopers as they'll do you know for for, t- for commercial shoots or charity events or, you know, at least one episode of The Mandalorian. There we go. I, well, you know what? I'm kind of feeling good because when that shot comes out, that commercial comes out, whatever, we're going to be able to say, hey, Ryan told us that happened. We know when that happened right Yeah, there. and those aren't extras. When you see all the people sitting and eating lunch <laughs> in the background at the cafeteria, those aren't extras. They're the real ESPN employees. They're just sitting. There was one woman. I kept taking pictures of the stormtroopers. There was one woman in the foreground on her laptop working on something. And literally, they're all right here next to her, and she didn't even – it's just, you know, just a, another day at work. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was it was a good day at the office. You know what? She's probably into kittens or knitting, yeah. Yeah. and Stormtroopers yeah. don't mean a thing to her. She loves Harry so, Potter. She's like, Harry, who are these guys? Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, great to have you. We're, we got a, we got a handful of topics. Obviously, the Andor trailer, we're going to talk to you about uh, Kenobi because, like you said, we didn't get a chance to talk to you right when it came out. Um, but I wanted to give a couple quick shout-outs people that have interacted with us and, and things like that. Uh, one, uh, my neighbor, believe it or not, my neighbor, Cameron is his name. Cameron lives next door. And I, we talk all the time. The other day he walked by and, uh, and he said, Hey, I need to order another one of those sweatshirts. And I'm thinking, what sweatshirts? And he goes, man, you rule the galaxy sweatshirts, the hoodie. He goes, I wear it all the time. It's the most comfortable sweatshirt I have. So Cameron, thanks for doing that. And you know what, if Cameron says they're good, everybody, you know you can get them, and they're good. <laughs> so, Cameron, thank you for doing that. Thanks for listening. Um, I went to one of Alfie's old stomping grounds called the Melody Inn in Indianapolis. Um, it's a punk rock bar, and um, they they have punk rock night every Saturday night, and they've been doing it for years. And uh, one of Joey's friends, uh, Colton Herta, is in a punk rock band. He's an IndyCar driver, and he's the drummer. And so he invited Joey and said, I've got a pass. He said, you want to come with me? I said, sure. I'm like, I'm going to be this old guy hanging out. You know, sure enough, I wasn't the oldest guy there. Thank goodness. But it was really awesome. Tight fit little place. Colton's playing, playing the drums, just, you know, nailing it. But while I was sitting there, there there's stickers and posters all over this place. And I found these stickers of the Yavin 4. And I was like, the Yavin 4? And I started looking at it. And then I looked and there was another one, the Yavin 4. So I took out some Rule of the Galaxy stickers. I put them right next to them thinking, all right, there's some synchronicity there, right? And then I looked them up online. They are an indie-based band that is that plays Star Wars music. And when I'm talking about Star Wars music, they play rock and roll, but they put Star Wars types of lyrics in there. It's the Yavin and then the number four. They are all over Apple Music. I've already downloaded both their albums. And I told him, I, I've sent him a message. I, I want our new theme song to come from the Yavin 4. So if you're in indie, if you like rock and roll, if you like Star Wars, 
check out the Yavin 4. So that was really cool. And last but not least, I know it's long and I apologize to you two, but on our 150th episode, um, Brent Dykeman mentioned that he saw a review one time that said, I came for Joey and I stayed for Joe. And believe it or not, the guy who said that, wrote that way back when, uh, two years ago, um, he heard the 150th episode. His name is Jason Allen. He's from Des Moines, Iowa, and he wrote us a really nice email. Uh, just so thankful, and I, I appreciate him taking the time. He he just had nothing but nice things to say about Joey, about Alfie, about D Doc, uh, you know, about our crew, and and you know, love the different things and guests we bring on. So, Jason out in Des Moines, thank you for listening to us all this time, and thanks for giving it a try when Joey started it, and thanks for sticking with it while I've been running the ship while uh, Joey's been doing other things. So. That's my shout outs. That's what I had to do. I, I felt like I needed to because it was important, but that was just a really cool thing to get this nice email from him. So Jason in Des Moines, thank you. And if you see any other Star Wars fans in Des Moines, let them know about us. We, we'd love to have more, more um, fans out in Iowa. So that's all the shout outs. It's all the stuff I had to do. Uh, Ryan, you're wearing a nice Millennium Falcon hat from Galaxy's Edge. Have you gone to Galaxy's Edge reach recently? We were there in the spring. So okay. uh, my, my daughter uh, is a rising high school senior uh, and she is a, uh, um, her chorus had a, a trip to Disney. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we did not, we're smart enough not to chaperone. So what we <laughs> did was we went down and when that, when they were done with their chorus trip, we met up with my daughter, but yeah, so we went out. Uh, so yeah, we, we did the whole, we did the whole thing. I woke up in the morning and uh, got to the, the, uh, got the genie plus deal to to do and, and for folks that haven't done rise of the resistance it's hard to explain um but i have a deeper i mean it, it's the best ride i've ever been on but i have a deeper it is emotional really attachment. is <laughs> yeah it, it's unbelievable and, and it's i mean it's and it goes on and on and on and on you just you it, it, I, I my my daughter and i have this rule where we will not look at anything about a new ride until we see it until we experience it i'm so glad we did it with that but then I, but i have a deeper emotional connection um with with smugglers run just because it's the falcon and it's mm -hmm. sitting there i just i i i think i told you back in february uh the we did marty mcgee from the daytona 500 on saturday and i had the rest of the day so i drove down to to hollywood studios and i literally by myself didn't have a family with me i just sat there on a rock and stared at the Falcon for probably two hours so <laughs> so yeah so i got that i got that hat then and it's uh but yeah rise of resistance is um I, it's i don't care if you know anything about star wars at all i don't care how you feel about the sequels that thing is it's off the chart i mean it's 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 hard to explain it until you until you actually experience it well it is on my checklist when i went to galaxy's edge it was pretty high covid time and they were being yeah. very restrictive on how many people could go and when you could go and i got i got through smugglers run my wife was you know god love her she went through the whole park with me did the whole thing but that was, that was the main thing that I did not get to do. So as much as I was like, say, oh, I don't have to do it again. I, I have to do it again because I have to get down there and do Rise of Resistance. So. But just the whole experience. I mean, just literally, again, the day I went by myself, I've been, I've been with my family twice. And then I went again this, this past spring, but I went, I went by myself in February. And I just would stand there and just stare. I stared at each ship at this park around, mm -hmm. the, around the galaxy. I just stood there and stared at it. Cause I just can't, it's just hard for me. It's hard for my seven year old brain 
to to imagine a future where I could just stand there and you know there's an A-wing just sitting there and right. I can just look at it and it's just it's just um, it's just the craziest thing and it's and it's life sizes I mean it's just it looks like it's ready to take off it's just the coolest it's the coolest thing to me I think I think three you know we're three guys here who grew up at that time that you're right it, it's hard to fathom that when we were little kids we were thinking wouldn't it be great if we could see something like that in real life and now we we can't i mean it's right there to go see so uh so yeah and alfie i know you you've been down there how many times you've been to galaxy's edge twice twice okay we went twice the week that we were there okay once the whole family and then the second time is just enzo and i which it was kind of weird because if we went to like second day of the week that we were there and it was crazy busy shoulder to shoulder you know 100 degrees you could see the steam rising off of people and then the second time we ended up having to buy sweatshirts it was the same week you know welcome to florida yeah yeah, and the park was empty it was literally empty so we just got to walk around and you know like you did just look at stuff Yeah, the, awesome. the best. You go, honestly, you go in the bathroom and you're like, "Holy crap! Yeah, how long did somebody plan out this bathroom for it to yeah. look this way?" It's all of it. No, it's just it, it's just in the detail is just. But that, that's the thing is like, you know, when you're there with your family, it's great. And and, and, and I'm so glad my family was with. I was not going to go without them. And so going and, and them, my, my my wife had a secret video. She, I didn't know she was shooting of me just walking straight through everything to get to the Falcon. And then the look on my face when I finally saw it. But then going back later just by myself. There, and, and again, it was the same thing. I was kind of, the weather was kind of crappy and I was there by myself and it was like, I just kind of got to look at everything. And it was, uh, yeah, and the, just the details just, but yeah, I, the Imagineers the, the, truly must have loved it because the stuff they came up with, you're exactly right. I mean, everything, like it just, just every wall, every rock, every, everything was just, um, it's, it's awesome, man. It's just, it's too, it's, it's hard. You can't overstate it. Well, I, I think one of the things that, that I looked at was one of my things where I was like, ah, kind of thumbs down was they were going to limit it to that time frame of just the sequels only. And from what I'm hearing, they're opening that up to where yeah, they're getting over that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, where they're like, we kind of need yeah. Darth Vader walking around. We need Boba well, Fett walking around. I think, around, what, I think what happened, what happened too was, was that the original COVID honestly kind of did us a favor for those of us that wanted to see it expand like that, because, you know, the original plan, the, the launch happened of Galaxy's Edge and then COVID happened. Yeah. And so the original plan was to make it super immersive, like it is, you know, in the, in the Star Cruiser at the hotel, make it super immersive. There's a storyline and all that. And then I think, you know, they've realized as, as they're rolling out shows that, the, the, and plus what I love too now, there's like no line or m- much of a line for um, uh, uh, Star Tours. Which, oh, I love Star Tours. I, lo- I love when you go in now. They say it's Star Tours. They, as you walk in, they'll say, welcome to the original immersive Star Wars ride. That's what they say when you go in. I, I wrote that thing. like My daughter and I wrote it like five times in a row and uh, and just we went through it. And the people in line for Rise of the Resistance, we could, st- we could see them <laughs> off in the, <laughs> in the trees. That is a great ride. I mean, I, I don't care. It, you know, 20 years from now, I'll still be saying I love the Star Tours. Yeah. It's just a fun, quick ride. It, it, you know, it's immersive right there, but um, D-Doc just sent me a message. He is going to hop on with us, guys. He, I think he finished up with the kitchen. Um, so we've hit Galaxy's Edge pretty good. Um, I know we're going to talk Kenobi, but I wanted to touch base on um, I have been watching the Icons Unearthed on the Vice Network. Have you guys checked that out yet? 
I know about no. it, but I haven't. Okay. The, the summer got so out of control. I haven't. I haven't looked at it yet. So I will tell you this. I I, I recorded them because they're on Vice Network, and I wasn't sure if they were anywhere streaming. It's the ones that have a lot with Marshall Lucas in it, things like that. It's been very enjoyable. I, I'm I'm a believer of you can never get enough of the backstory, right? You can never get enough of the little things that happen and the true little stories behind the scenes. I've really enjoyed it. We made it. I've gone through. There were four: two on A New Hope, one on Empire, one on Jedi, and now next week is the, it's starting into the prequels, and they're they're going and walking you behind the scenes on that. So, if you haven't watched that, I would definitely give it a thumbs up. Go check it out. Icons on Earth. Um, and it's it's really good behind the scenes stuff, little tidbits here or there, and it's on the Vice Network. I, and one thing that I'm going to start next is Light and Magic on so Disney good. Plus. Have you? Okay, you've started Amazing. watching it. No, yeah, okay. isn't it great? I, no, it's it's so good. It, it was it kept me on the treadmill for like an extra thirty minutes the other day because I didn't <laughs> want to, I didn't want to stop. It is so good. Well, that is good to hear. So uh, that means right there, you guys, when you finish that. Can go watch the icons on Earth on Vice. I can finish this and go hop on the the Light and Magic. I think all that stuff. That's one of the things that you know. As we were kids, you know, they they came out with that show. You know, that was on network TV of Star Wars. It was being made. It was hosted by like R two D two and C three PO. And then later on, I think was it Howie Long did one around Return of the Jedi. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was. <laughs> it, it, you know, just thinking back that those kind of things, and then the prequels where they added all those documentary style things into the making and the discs and everything when you bought them. I think that's another thing that takes Star Wars to another level is, is getting that where you feel like you see it get made. You get really immersed in it. So I'm really happy with these. I think it's great that we have these things to fall back on now. So I'll, I'll let yeah, you guys. Alfie, I don't know how you feel about it, but, but I, I just, the, 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 especially the first episode of that like magic when they would, they did such a great job of intercutting like the footage and the photos of all those guys from the seventies working yeah. on this stuff, literally in their garage. You know, it reminded me of, you know, Steve jobs and those guys in their garages in Silicon, but the, the, going from them to, and then they cut to them sitting there and they now, yeah. and obviously they're older, but they get, still get so excited telling those stories. That's my favorite part. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, just from beginning to end, I could, I watched through the credits, you know, yeah. just artwork that they show in the credits. I couldn't stop watching. <clears throat> Would, you know, after I've watched this and, and you see, uh, you know, the, the one on Vice and you guys are watching the one on Disney so far, um, I kind of feel like Star Wars, even away from the screen, is a great story for people to really look into because nobody wanted to make it. There was no chance in heck it was going to work. I mean, even to the last minute, the whole thing wasn't going to work. And to see that all come together... I think it's a good story for people who right now in today's society where it's like, oh, the world's against me. I can't make this happen. Think, I mean, you look at that and you go, you know what? I can make something happen. I mean, look what the, the, the task they were up against and they still made all this happen, all this magic happened to where we're going to Galaxy's Edge today, all from those struggles they did way back when. I, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking at it. Not only that, but if... I think it may be like the fourth or fifth episode. They go into all the other movies that they worked on, you know, to stay busy, to prepare for the next, you know, Star Wars coming out. So, just, you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, E.T. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Goonies, Poltergeist. And you're just thinking, you know, all of these great movies, these iconic movies of when we were kids were, you know, kind of seen as a filler to keep them 
employed until they could work on the next Star Wars movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, to your point earlier, what I remember is, and this is where I get so, I laugh, but yet I'm still irritated with the people today that say there's too much. We got too many shows and too, whatever, because we all grew up in the era where you got a movie every three years and hopefully got a making of, you know, a TV special, you know, in between. And that's what I remember. I remember Clear as a Bell being, I mean, I would have been seven eight years old. I remember clear as a bell seeing the footage of Ben Burt with a tape recorder and a, like a, a hammer or metal stick. Mm-hmm. And he was wanging it on those, uh, on the, the, the power cords, you know, the, the, the cables that hold, you know, big, oh, big, yeah. you know, electrical towers up. And that's where, you know, that's where the blaster sound came from. And, and here, and I, I, hear that, I still saw my head and there was, we saw it in the, in the mm-hmm. white magic thing. So it's just, that's the part of it to me is, um, is just how much they love it. And to your point about the, everybody, I tell my daughter all the time, there's always someone in the room that says no, yep. always. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how successful you've been. You know, the story of Walt Disney, you know, Walt, you know, Universal you know, fired Walt Disney while he was in New York and not in Hollywood and took Oswald the Rabbit away and said, oh, Mickey's stupid. And there's always someone that tells you no, right? And, yep. and everyone towards George Lucas, no. We, we just recently watched the thing about Rocky. And same thing. I mean, Stallone got turned down by every studio in Hollywood, you know, and now, you know, they, there's a lot of bitter people that should probably realize they should probably should have shot him now, but yeah, but I mean, it's, but there's always someone that's going to tell you no. And, um, you know, the fact that they won't, they won't really do business with Lucas, but what did he do? He ended up, you know, locking down all the merchandising and, uh, that's worked out pretty well for him. Like, ju- judging yeah. by just our backgrounds, that's worked out. Pretty uh, well for him. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, it's doing yeah. it's doing okay. Um, yeah. You know, I not to throw Joey into this this conversation, but he and I have discussions about things like this all the time because, you know, Ryan, he's in an industry that is very cutthroat and very tough as nails to get where you want to be. And one of our quotes we say back and forth to each other all the time is, "There's someone out there that hates the Beatles." Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you can you can yeah. be the freaking Beatles. And yep. there's somebody who goes, I don't, I don't really like the Beatles. Who, who works in the music industry? That's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. seriously, that, that, that's what drives you crazy. You know, we, I run into it all the time if you're pitching a book idea or whatever. But I, all my friends and all these businesses, the same thing. It's like, you know, it's not just that they're keeping trying to keep you from doing what you want to do. They're, they're the people that work in the business that you work in. And they're trying yeah. to keep you from doing what you want to do. There's always one person in every conference room that sits there going, no, 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 this is dumb. And, uh, and I've always, like I always told my daughter, you just, you have to figure out a way around that person because they're wrong. Um, yep. they, they just feel like it's their job to, to speak up. And there were a lot of people in the room that told George Lucas, this is stupid. So good job, y'all. Good job, <laughs> yeah. y'all. That was great. Yeah. Good move. Um, so, so speaking about how dumb he is and, and then how much we love all this stuff, we're going to talk about Andor, but before we hit the Andor, let's do the re the rewind button. Um, Alfie and I have talked Kenobi to death. Um, we felt like there were some really good parts. There were some parts that could have been done better, but overall we enjoyed the show. And I think most of the enjoyment came from just, God, we just wanted so bad to see you and McGregor play that role again. Um, we were so excited Hayden Christensen was back involved again, um, which for being two guys, not prequel era guys, that was a big deal to think, my gosh, we're this excited about it. Uh, I think we all loved little Leia. Um, there were some really good things in there. I, I, one of my favorite characters that, gosh dang it, I wish she wouldn't have got killed off was 
Tala. Um, you know, I thought she was a great character. I would have loved seeing that character built up. But with all of us and what we've talked about, you and I haven't talked about it, and I haven't heard your thoughts overall. What did you think about Kenobi, and what you know? What were some of your highlights, and what were some of the things you're like, oh, okay, you know? Um, so, so I'll tell you. <laughs> so I was when the when the finale dropped. Uh, I was in Omaha, Nebraska, covering the College World Series, and got home really, really late to the hotel. Uh, had a game that lasted a really long time, and I checked my inbox, and there's the link for the finale. And I, I wanted to wait um, until I could watch on a big screen, but I couldn't wait. So I watched it, you know, <laughs> on my laptop in the bed and just cried, just sat in the bed and just cried right by myself. I mean, it just, because it, it, cause it just was, it was, it was, I, I watched the episode twice. And then, uh, and so the sports, there's guys in Omaha, you mentioned the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, a lot of my Big Ten friends that li live in Omaha, sports talk guys, are super, super hardcore. And so getting to sit with them in the press box at, um, you know, Charles Schwab Field before the National Championship game and talk super, super in-depth like I get to with you guys about the finale. But, but I, I say this about Kenobi, and I, I've always said this about the prequels, and, I, and I've said it about the sequels, which is I wish that the people who – I wish people could have sat with me and watched the sequels with my – Mm -hmm. when 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 force awakens dropped my daughter would have been 12 and to to experience that with her or i always tell the story about you know my wife and i went and saw phantom menace thursday night midnight you know the whole thing everybody's got costumes on all that and you know everybody's adults and the reaction they had to jar jar i went back and saw it again sunday afternoon 36 hours later 24 hours later and the theater was full of kids and they thought Jar Jar was the greatest. You know, I remember my daughter looking at me as a little girl and saying, I cannot believe that Hayden Christensen didn't get nominated for an Oscar. And, <laughs> and I want to go, I want to tell her, man, this is not what people were saying, you know, when these movies dropped. But the point is, is I wish that people could experience it. I'm glad I got to experience yeah. all these different eyes and, and sitting with my daughter and watching the Kenobi series because she uh, was a prequel girl. Um, and so, so, the, the the reaction on her face the first you know when we see Anakin and and uh and and Obi-Wan in the training series and that, that you know that, that I thought that episode was brilliant going back and forth and kind of setting up what was about to happen but then having already watched it two or three times but then knowing it was coming and watching her and knowing how much she loved Anakin you know the scene with the helmet and mm -hmm. um and you know you didn't kill me. You know you didn't kill Anakin. I, I just but my, my daughter couldn't hardly take it, and I couldn't hardly take it. You know watching it with her. And so no, I, I loved it. I mean, it's, there's certainly you know we 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 can certainly nitpick about a couple things here and there. But even the things what, what's interesting now with the series versus what we all experience with the movies is you sit down, you watch the two hour movie. That's what you got. You got yep. it for three years, and the, the story goes from A to where to Z, and that's what we got everybody's complete and total overreaction to the episode one of all of these series is hilarious to me. This is the worst character I've ever seen in my life. Well, maybe we should give it six episodes and see what the character's arc is. And then we'll, when it was all movies, that arc yeah, happens yeah. in front of us. So that, that part of it was very interesting to me was watching people react to, to what happened in the first 40 minute episode 
when when you know when you knew that we still had hours you know left in the series but yeah no I I, I have I have no major complaints at all I think for me one of the biggest things about it that that had me nervous going in was being a guy of the original trilogy gosh we had and we had Darth Vader and Obi-Wan fight in A New Hope is this going to disrupt it and honestly um, the conversations they had, the back and forth they had, I think they did an excellent job of making the depth of that much better. I really yep. did. I, yep. and, and then you tie in that, you know, Ahsoka cuts one part of his mask off in Rebels. Yep. Obi-Wan cuts one part of his mask off in this. And then Luke takes his mask off in Return of the Jedi. I thought that the, the poetry, the symmetry, everything like that was great in, in that part of the show. 100%. Yep. No, I agree with that. They're not, they're, if they miss something, it is not going to be, it's going to be an honest mistake because there's so much effort clearly, I think, that you can tell is being put into making sure everything's going to, you know, run as seamless as they can. And, and you know, everybody wants to make a Marvel comparison. I'm a huge Marvel guy, but, but with Marvel, you know, they started here and they're going to here and they can do whatever they want. They just need to make sure retroactively they match it up. Now we have this, this incomplete jigsaw puzzle with all of this and happening in all these different eras. And the fact that they're managing to, to, to put it all together, I mean, all the way down to Leia warning Ray in um, rise of Skywalker, everyone's favorite film, but, but Leia warning Ray, you know, never underestimated droid. Well, now, you know, here, here's a little girl <laughs> whose best friend, you know, is her droid. And so just all of those things, I just think are, um, um, mm-hmm. I, those thre- those threads to me, I'm, 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 I'm totally, I'm impressed. No, I agree. Before I hop in Alfie and let him give any follow-up, D-Doc, welcome. I, I, I'm guessing you got your kitchen to the point where you felt like you could break away? No, not at all. <laughs> 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 you did anyway but you did yeah. anyway we appreciate it i gotta get the uh i gotta get the range hood up and i'm gonna get it up tonight luckily my kids sleep well but i i you know what i've missed the last i think two podcasts and it's mm. like i feel like something's missing in my life and i told my wife i was like listen i'm gonna get this done we have my daughter's birthday party i got like 25 people coming over in like a three quarters done kitchen but i just need a little star wars escape so that's why i'm hopping on late with you guys well ryan i will tell you if you're not following ddoc on tiktok or any of the social media platforms he is putting on youtube and on tiktok his his you know kitchen read whatever everything he's doing on it he's posting on there my wife is like can you tell ddoc to put more on there i want to follow along with this and i'm like what do you mean? You, you don't even follow the stuff I do and you want to follow D doc redoing his kitchen. Come on. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if my blood pressure I'm taking, I'm on blood pressure medication. I'm not sure if watching a kitchen remodel at this point, <laughs> knowing that I need to remodel mine. I don't know that, I don't know that my doctor will, will let me do that, but I will absolutely yeah. try. I get my brother in trouble because uh, he has this cabinet that he needs to do above his uh, fridge for about a year now. So his newly, uh, he's newly married and his now wife is saying, uh, Dave is remodeling an entire kitchen and I just need you to put one <laughs> cabinet above yeah. 
what the yeah, hell so. yeah 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 oh yeah he, yeah he texted me one day and was like can you please stop recording all the work you do on your house because it makes me look really bad yeah. <laughs> i yeah. just like doing it though so it's like a hobby <laughs> that's hey. like all, all these all these nascar guys i know they're all metal fabricators and so in the wintertime, you know they want to they want to build a new cabinet or whatever they just build it you know, they just yeah, get a big pile of metal and make it. And I, I, my wife's like, you can't do that. No, I cannot. <laughs> but I, I can hire afford, one of them. I can't afford those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, D-Doc is our handyman. He's our, uh, what was that, uh, Bob the Builder from the, my, my daughter used to watch growing <laughs> up right there. Um, so, yeah, uh, D-Doc, we, we, we touched base a little bit already on uh, Galaxy's Edge. We touched base a little bit on, we just went over uh, Kenobi to just follow up on that. Uh, I'm going to throw out there real quick. This is a side one before we start into the Andor trailer, because I know we all want to talk about that. But uh, Luke, well, Disney slash Lucasfilm just dropped three new trademarks, the Great Circle, the Galactic Circle, and the Circle of Resistance. And I wouldn't bring it up, but the way they did these trademarks was the same way they dropped Rebels and the Mandalorian, the, the kind of trademarks they got on them. And the last two Marvel Avenger movies, this is the same way they did a drop of the trademarks of that. So, guys, I mean, we've been sitting here. I mean, I've been hoping and praying we get movies again. Is there any chance that that's, that's three movies in a trilogy there? Or am I just hoping against hope that that's, that's what they're for? Any thoughts? I think an intern came up with some catchy names and they just wanted to keep hold of them before somebody else did. Yeah. And, just, and for the record, I have no inside information. Like just, I, just I, I know. Just I, know. know. I, have, I have no, I have no, I have no tips on this, but I love, <laughs> but I love the fact though, this, this has become the trademark thing has become the, the star Wars and Marvel version of, you know, what we started to do with, the the tailplane numbers on private aircraft when we thought a coach might be flying to a college to oh. interview for a football or basketball job well it's like oh no a, a, a plane with this tail number just took off you know from columbus ohio and landed in tuscaloosa you know <laughs> clearly that means urban meyer is about to take the alabama job but i'm just saying but that's but that but i love the fact though that that yes it can be a pain in the butt for the people who are making the films and tv shows but the, you can't you can't doubt the passion behind it. I don't usually do that. But when I, I looked, I was like, oh, oh it's awesome. this article. And then they were like, yeah. oh, by the way. And I was like, wow, okay. Maybe maybe this does mean something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, I love it. Uh, ahead, my mind went to movies when I saw it, just, just because of the way it was worded. I was like, these sound like they could be movies. I mean, maybe, <clears throat> maybe it's some kind of like box set they might release in the future, DVD box set. And that's might be like the trilogy lineups. I, I forget the names of them, but I don't know. It kind of, who knows? I want a movie, so Me I'm too. hoping for it. I can't wait to go back. I, I'm going to see Bullet Train this weekend. I saw Thor, Love and Thunder a week ago or a week and a half ago. I love going to the movies, but I need a Star Wars movie. If we're going to be having Star Wars on Disney+, Plus, which is great. I'd really like to have a Star Wars movie. So, um, Well, hey, quick right. shout out to everybody who's looking at this. If y'all had gone and seen this, we'd have movies right now, but that's a whole other conversation, I suppose. But those of you not on YouTube, he is wearing a solo shirt, and I agree, they should have, that should have been marketed better, and it should have been people with their butts in the seat watching it. It was a fun movie. 
and we'll have um, fun moving. And we could have right now Mr. Glover and Alden Ehrenreich and those guys. Emilio, awesome. we could we could be having a couple of those, but that's you know that's another story for another time. So yeah, so I tell you a story real quick. So I was I was right that summer when Solo came out. I I love Solo. I love it. And when the movie came out and it had become this internet thing, like don't go see it and we're going to teach them a lesson or whatever else. And I'm, I'm sitting on, I'm at SEC media days, football media days down in Hoover, Alabama, and I was doing radio row. And for folks that don't know, you know, it, it, just like they do it at, um, at, you know, Comic-Con or anywhere else, there's a, there's one long row of radio stations. It's just a bunch of people sitting at tables and they got their setups and headsets and the whole thing. And the PR people at ESPN will come to me and say, hey, we need you to do these radio stations at these times. Great. And I don't even remember where it was now. It was in the Southeast. And I sat down, and the guy sitting across from me, he looked just like the guy from the comic book store in The Simpsons. And he had on, he had on a Millennium Falcon sweatshirt. And I normally – I don't have it on right now. I normally have a I've got a – I've got a couple Star Wars rings I wear. And I sat down. And, hey, you know, welcome back to, you know, Spanky and the sports crew or whatever and, you know, whatever Mississippi. And he goes, now joining us is Ryan McGee from ESPN. Um, and I go, hey, before we get started, I go, you got your you got your Falcon sweatshirt on. I go, what would you think of Solo? I'm not going to go see that. Uh. And so I go, Limit, uh, tell me why you're not going to see it. And so next thing you know, he and I end up, he, he, he said, well, I'm not going to go see it because of Rose and this and that. And this, this, this. I go, all right. I said, let me tell you about this. And I, it was like the scene in old school where Will Ferrell blacks out during the debate. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know what I said, but I went, I talked nonstop. And then at the very end, they're like, well, we got to go to break. Thanks to Ryan McGee from ESPN for joining us. Never talked about football. Else. That's, so I just was like, dude, you dummies, if you don't go see it, then don't complain to me if you don't get any movies. And uh, but anyway, that was, that was, uh, that's my, that's my, that's my solo yelling at the nerd on the radio story. No, I love it. I absolutely love it. You're right. More people should. We should, as Alfie and I now call it, scorched earth, right? We should go yeah. scorched earth on people and just lay into them and say, it's, it's, it's your fault. I mean, we. It's your fault. Right. I mean, right there in your backyard. Yep. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway. All I heard this past weekend was, I can't believe NASCAR was running the road course. I go, no one went to the Brickyard 400 anymore. They had to do something. A ticket is the vote. A ticket is a vote if it's to promote a sporting event or a team or a race. Don't get mad if your team packs up and leaves town if you hadn't gone that game in five years. And yep. so, yeah, if you don't go, a ticket is a vote. If you don't go to the movies, then that tells them that they should try something else. So, dummies, when the movies come out, go see the I movies. I agree. Go ahead, D-Doc. And that's why I'm, I'm like the biggest movie theater advocate because, in my opinion, I say that you can never trade that experience for it. I mean, yep. I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but everybody I know who saw the new Batman movie in theaters liked it, and everybody who watched it at home did not like it. Yep. And it's because you have that opportunity. I, I think I might have even said this on a podcast before, but you have that opportunity to get up and go grab a snack and get distracted or whatever, where when you're in the theater, you're taking in that experience. You've got the sound, you've got the screen and everything. And I mean, I hope so badly that I'm, cause I know that Peaky Blinders is doing it. I hope so badly that Mandalorian finishes their show in theaters. Cause that's what Peaky Blinders is doing. I've been like begging for shows to do this for so long. Cause you have so many people invested through multiple, multiple episodes, you know, sometimes 60 episodes. 
everybody in that theater is going to have so much anticipation to see that finale together. I think that's a great format or formula to do things. If, if I would have been given the chance, um, I did not, I did not watch the clone wars when they originally came out because I was too busy running my life. And I thought I didn't have time for animated shows while I was trying to make money, raise a family. And then of course I got into it and I, I went through it, you know, and, and have watched it multiple times. But D-Doc, I think you and I have talked about it before. Those last four I- issue or episodes of Siege of Mandalore, if you would have done everything they did and then put that as one movie at a theater, think of all the Clone Wars and prequels fans who would have gone to the theater and watched those four together. Now, I know it happened during COVID, so I think that screwed it up. But that would have been a perfect one, in my opinion, to finish at, at a theater. So, well, that's what they're selling now. The reason Top Gun Maverick has done what it's done is because, and it's awesome. In fact, I think I had just seen it the night before I, I saw you, Joe, at the, at the 500. I've seen it over to, at the Indiana Museum on that massive IMAX. Oh, thing. yeah, the IMAX. But, but that's what you're selling is you're selling the experience. So, you know, I think, I think there's a world where you could do both. I mean, if they had come to me right after I had watched the, the Kenobi finale, if they had, if someone had come to me and said, oh, by the way, next week, you can watch that on a big screen and you can watch, you can watch all the episodes edited together as a film. I would have, I would have paid money to do that gladly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. The, just the, I, I, everybody always said, well, what, what, what is it going to take to make you feel normal once the pandemic calms down? And what I kept saying was going to the movies. Once I go to the movies, I will feel like everything is and my family, my family, we're movie people. And so when we finally, I think the first film we saw in a theater might've been black widow. And but just going mm. to the theater and sitting in the theater, um, it was still a little different. Everything's a little different, but it was just that was the first time I thought, okay, you know what? Now I feel like I might be getting back to, you know, to normal. You got it. Yep, I I agree. Movie theater, there's just something about it. So, um, you know what? We we push it back. We push it back. But I know Alfie has been doing tons of research on the Andor uh, preview, and 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 honestly. I thought it was one of the best previews and, and trailers that I've seen in a long time. Um, I felt like I was getting ready to go to a movie theater to watch this. That's how cinematic it looked to me. Um, Alfie, jump in. Give us give us some of your first initial thoughts and some things we might have missed with the Andor trailer. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Seeing it, the scale in the scope of this, you know, just from two minutes, two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. It looks like a movie. It and it it really just looks like Star Wars. Every little bit looks like Star Wars. And man, to see like the Imperial Senate mm-hmm. and all the Imperial emblems everywhere, how much stuff has changed. I, I'm I'm excited for this one. It was a series I thought I wouldn't be as much, but yeah, this one looks really good. And well, it's hidden right in the meaty part, as D-Doc has mentioned before, and Nick Shesky has mentioned before, right in that meaty part. Everybody wants to know from episode three to episode four, all the good stuff that happened in between there. And it feels like in two seasons, which I think they're each, each season is supposed to be like 12 episodes. 12 episodes. And, uh, and I, you know, it surprised me. I'm sure it surprised you guys too. September 21st now, but they're going to do three episodes at one time. And I think because of, the Lord of the Rings stuff and She-Hulk and 
different things going on. I think they said, let's plan this out a little bit better to where they get the, this all on them, right? Um, so I was a little bummed because August 31st, I was ready to go to to watch uh, to watch this, but I can wait back till September 21st to watch three episodes all at once. Is there anything, D-Doc or, or Ryan, that you that stood out to you in this preview that, that you're like, man, this got my juices flowing? Uh, I honestly just think it's going to pretty much do the same thing that rogue one did to me which was a sneaky incredible movie and like <laughs> i remember going to theaters just like oh this is an individual star wars movie like rogue one let's see what happens and i still remember sitting in theaters wondering if they were going to do the scroll and it just did you know bam oh. it just shot right over and i'm just like oh this is different and then you're leaving the theater after the darth vader scene like i need to go see this movie tomorrow again like <laughs> I remember you couldn't find it on YouTube, the Darth Vader hallway scene. I remember telling my brother, I'm like, I need to find that hallway scene. And it was like, not there. So I think Andor is just going to be a very well-planned out, awesome landscape. This is going to be how the rebellion started, how it got dirty, uh, how it, you know, could be tragic at times, probably. I think it's, I think there's going to be some tough points in this show, honestly, because you know, for that many seasons and for that many episodes, you're going to grow on some characters and, you know, I don't know. It's, I'm very excited for it. That's what yeah, I'll say. Too. Brian, how about well, you? I, I've always been fascinated with Mon Mothma. Always. Like Return of the Jedi was, that, for me, I mean, I was 13. I mean, that thing was, that was the one that was over. I remember looking at my brother and going, and, I, and I'm a kid. I didn't use cuss words. Uh, cause I was a good Sunday school going kid. But I remember looking at my brother and I go, I went, damn it. Like what just happened? Like it was a crazy, but, but just, but my Mothma always fascinated me, but it was one of these characters that, you know, you got, you got nine seconds of never going to see her again. Right. And, but, but, but what, what Gina Eva Riley did, mm -hmm. you know, very briefly in Rogue One was put these layers to this character. And I always loved the story that she always told about, her going to see, and I'm blanking on it, it's Caroline's her first name, but the actress who played Mom Mothman in the original, going oh, to yeah. see her. Highly decorated, like like Caroline Blackstone, highly decorated, like Royal Shakespearean theater actress. And Genevieve O'Reilly going to see her, like at her estate, and them talking about the character. And, and, and then the original actress going, I'm so flattered you think that it's this deep. I was in the movie for like 45 seconds. And so, <laughs> but, but just, but that whole... <clears throat> kind of spy thing that's going on and that brilliant exchange that we saw in the trailer because mm -hmm. everything because because i was right it was just looked so massive but but my favorite part was that little exchange you know about you know I, then you know they won't know what i'm really up to and he's like what are you really up to and it, it's just but that that part of it fascinates me because it, it, it kind of goes back to, to obi-wan we all sat down to watch obi-wan right and we know that anakin's coming and Kid Leia, you mm -hmm. know, blew our, our socks off. And and honestly, the, the whole Organa family did. And so I'm 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 really, really anxious, curious to see this, you know, they're they're gonna start out way out here, right? I mean, I mean Andor's gonna be over here and Moth she's gonna be over here. And I'm curious to see where at what point you know they intersect because clearly they knew each other right. when we get to Rogue One. So anyhow, she just has always been a fascinating character to me. And you know, and 
the poor Bothans. Maybe we'll get somebody to explain to me <laughs> that whole deal at some point. <laughs> you know, you're speaking about that. I'll go back to the beginning with that Vice uh, documentary that I was watching. And she, the, the original lady was in it. And I, you're right, I blanked her name. But she sat there and she goes, I kept messing up the line. I kept messing up the line. She said, Harrison Ford came over to me and sat down next to me and said, maybe you should play it like this. Yeah. And she said, and I just said, hmm, okay. And that's where she did that pause and took her time with it. And think about how that one segment right there really oh. sits with people. I mean, yeah. it's it's really it hits home. So I'm I'm excited as well. I think it's I think it's great. I mean, they're doing a great job of bringing characters and layering them in that maybe were again in a movie for 45 seconds or in a story for that amount of time. One of those is uh, Forrest Whitaker as Saul Guerrero. We're gonna see Saul Guerrero now in the third age level that we're gonna see him in from. Rogue One in the beginning, Rogue One at the you know in the middle to this, all at different ages and all with different hair and different body parts being lost and everything else. But I'm I'm pumped about this. I think Saul Guerrero is a great character, and I loved him in Clone Wars way back when. And, and so this is to me, this is just awesome that that they're wrapping those kind of characters into this and making it very meaty. So, um, Alfie, I asked you online or in our text chain. The blonde imperial lady who looks like she's gonna kick butt and take names. Mm -hmm. Can you can you give us more detail on who she is or her uh, role or whatever? My daughter took my phone, so I I lost my <laughs> notes. That's okay. But yeah, she looks like um, maybe part of the ISB, but the she's wearing a gray uniform though, right? No, she's wearing white, which is, I, white? Which is okay. like Krennic wears. Um, right. Is Krennic going to be in this? I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember there was some filming of Krennic that people I talked about. I did a search for that today, and I could not find anything more current than like 2020. Okay. Any mention of Krennic being in this series. Um, lots of rumors when this first started, but I haven't seen anything solid. Um, it seems like it would be a good fit. I mean, maybe the white uniform that people were seeing was hers, you know? Maybe yeah. maybe that was the one that was standing. Oh, look, we've got a Lego Krennic coming on. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's Krennic's uh, little... I thought he was a great uniform. character. I'd like to see more of him. I did, too. Oh, yeah. But you feel my, like... Uh, but the, but the, beauty, the beauty is we've got more than six episodes, right? We got you, oh, guys, right. you guys said two seasons of, what, 13 episodes? 12, 12. Yeah. So, so now there's no way he's not going to show up, even, even if it's at the very end when they wrap <laughs> this thing up. There's yeah, no way. The They're first season will be a year over 12 episodes, a year's worth of time. And then the second season will be four years, three episodes per year. Wow. Okay. That, I mean, that's, that's really putting a timeline together. Cause this is in the first season, like five years ahead of rogue one. And then the next, the next yes. season is three, three, three of four years, three years, two years out from right. rogue one. Wow, nice. I have, I have to show the Krennic shuttle. I'm sorry, I just took my no, no, please. off for a second, but you're fine. He holds my favorite Lego set that I have built. This ship mm. is like, this thing is dusty too from when I moved. But look <laughs> at the wingspan on this thing. Yeah, like that That's ship. Gorgeous. I remember when you first saw this ship coming in. I mean. I, I saw they made a Lego of this and I'm just like, I need to have that. And it's like, he's such a memorable character. 
and that's where it comes down with this with this show is that Rogue One made such memorable characters in such a short amount of time. And that's what I think is exciting to expand off of them. That's where my excitement level is with it. Well, I mean, and like any of these, oh, any oh, of this, uh, ahead, you know, with like Saul Guerrero's partisans, <clears throat> just a few seconds, the screen time in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. But you walk through that base and you see all these aliens and mercenary, you know, kind of scruffy looking guys, you know, they're, you know, seen some action, you, you know, there has to be more to their story. And if you watch in this trailer, quite a few of them show up in the trailer. Yep. So the guys from Jetta, yeah. Hopefully we'll get to see a little bit more of their backstory, especially the white you know, uh, Yeti looking one. I always thought he was a really cool character. <laughs> he's on the shelf over there. He's, he's with the U-Wing over there. <laughs> that, right. I was supposed to have a big role in Rogue One and it all got cut out. I don't see you guys know more than me on this. That's why yeah. I host and I let you guys be the brains of the If operation. you watch some of the behind the scenes stuff, he was originally on Scarif. Huh, okay. All, and his partisans were on Scarif. Um, Ryan, you were going to say something when you and Alfie were. No, I was, I was just going to say, how about Stellan Skarsgård being like nerd king of the world now? He, he was just in Dune, which, you know, love or hate Dune, he was in it. And, uh, and obviously, um, you know, he, such a major role in, in the Marvel films. Yes. With the Infinity films and, and now this. And it's like, and, and, and clearly we've got some Corellian ships rolling into this thing, which I'm all about. And so, yeah, it was, uh, I just, I love the fact that he, he for, he's had this amazing career anyway. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I only ever knew him as, you know, the jerky math professor from uh, Will, Good Will Hunting, right? But, oh my but, gosh. Now, but now he mm-hmm. is literally, um, I mean, he's in everything. So it's uh, and, and 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 clearly plays a super super critical role, and so yeah, it's um I'm 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 really really my, my, maybe my favorite shot in the uh, in the preview was you know him in the cockpit uh, yeah. taking care of business, and I was like, all right, okay, this is this is um there, there's our dude right there. Was that ship, Alva? You saw more than me. It was it looked like a almost Millennium Falcon, almost Outrider of Dash Rindar. It was kind of a mixture of those ships built into one yeah it's got some kind of funky wings to it too there's yeah. a ship that it's not quite the is it the phantom the little ship that comes out of the ghost yes there was the phantom they also had a different name for the second one i remember yeah. that there was two this one got destroyed anyway definitely careering because i i kind of saw all those little things in the design of that ship but i love that gun popping up because that's i mean that that's like the the little uh holdout blaster you know on the falcon and it just adds to his character he's got this sleek looking ship he's a important person but oh all of a sudden some guns pop out yeah he's there's more to his story yeah ryan so as you can tell our love for uh, these characters and their ships and you can see them behind us and all these things here we are we're the people who love everything about star wars but then when we start talking about the ships and the the characters you start going can we have them on the shelves can we go buy them yeah please? oh yeah no no i sense that yeah no, I, I said well I, well back here i mean if you're watching on video this is oh he's got the falcon my, right my, there my, my latest purchase was a the uh this is a backpack nice was that a galaxy's edge or somewhere else this was all right awesome. so yeah it's a backpack you wear it you actually wear it down like that i have a i got it 
I have a couple of Captain America shield backpacks. When as soon as I saw this, my daughter was like, "You're buying that?" Of course I am. But the, uh, um, and then, and then that led to me driving home from Disney World and having and talking for at least two hours about Corellian ships and the how you can tell, you know, the distinctive markings <laughs> and it put put my family completely to sleep. But but it was uh, but it was you know, I enjoyed it. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there. So, Ryan, you're a Star Wars guy. I'm a Star Wars guy. You like Marvel. I well, I like Marvel. But the Captain America shields. Are you a Captain America guy? Is is Cap your your Marvel guy, or do you? Have yeah, in fact, I almost always have a Captain America ring on. I've got a Captain America wallet. Um, no, Cap was my guy. It, my office is around the corner over here. I literally have, have three different shields hanging in the office. And so, no, I, I was. So my, I'll tell you guys a story. So. I, so I grew up, I'm a kid again, kid of the eighties, right? Yep. I, I, I read Avengers. Um, you know, I, I read cap and then obviously star Wars. And we were in the Disney store, um, several years ago, my daughter was younger and I was standing just staring at this one wall, this massive Disney store, like a Myrtle beach. And half the wall was captain America mm. and half the wall was Darth Vader. And I'm just standing there and it's everything you could possibly think of. And my wife walked over and she put her arm around me. She goes, I know it's not fair. I go, it's not fair. I go, I go, why, why don't I, where were these things when I was nine? Yeah. But yeah, but it was, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm a cap guy. Me too. That's a cap is, you know, yep. Yep. Um, I, I'm a, I've got a captain America collection of figures and different collectibles over here. And um, I think it's, well, yeah, D-Duck put it on TikTok and everything else, but I got a, the Captain America, one of my favorite things is the Captain America, like encyclopedia biography. And, and then the Marvel one, which of course, author Adam Bray signed it, put the Captain America logo in there with the signature. Oh, you've got the old yes. school. And <laughs> that is so that's, that's, that's a backpack. Um, and then this is just a buddy of mine made that buddy of mine that does like stagecraft made that for me. So oh that's, man. That's what I, that's what I wear around. D-Doc. Come, you're gonna. I, I mean, I know I ask you to make a lot of things, but I, I got you. Shield. I, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I made a whole a few years ago. I did a whole. My wife and I went to a like a this costume party thing over on the cool side of Charlotte, where everyone's like half our age. <laughs> and I had I had the whole World War II cap. I had this this. Mm. I've got a helmet, and I went into a secondhand store and bought a leather jacket and cut it up. And, and like, so it was the damaged jacket, you know, after he does the rescue in the film and the first Avenger. And so I'm full World War II cap. I, I made, I made like the doughboy pants and the boots and the whole thing. And my wife, um, I have a very particular type when it comes to the women that, I'm, that I like. I, I was a big <laughs> Tiffany Amber Theusen fan as a kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I love uh, Peggy Carter and my wife looks exactly like she's somewhere in between the two of them. And so my wife dressed up like Peggy Carter and we go to this party none of these millennials they were like so what are you you're like some old like world war ii guy i'm like yeah and they're like is she carmen san diego i'm like yeah okay oh well, no so that's he just wanted like, to punch him oh yeah but we wore the car we wore san the diego. same outfits to our big we have a huge the biggest independent comic book show in the united states is in charlotte every year the heroes convention we took my uh my wife and i wore those same costumes to the heroes convention a few weeks later and everybody got it so we had we just had to get around our people but yeah you're gonna have to send us the info on the heroes convention because yeah. um you know i think we could talk our significant others to go to charlotte i think that sounds like a good road trip it's almost it's always Father's day weekend yeah it, 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 it's a fantastic comic book store we have two stores in charlotte 
that are our go-to is heroes aren't hard to find, which is a straight up comic book store. And then we, my daughter and I have always gone since she was three years old. I have taken her to this awesome little dive place that specializes in star Wars mm. and it's called the, the rebel base. And so if you guys ever come to Charlotte, we'll go down to the rebel base and, uh, and, and Dave doc will buy probably everything they have. And then we'll go up to, uh, and then we'll, their, 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 their place actually looks an awful lot like your, your backdrop right there. And then we'll, uh, and, and then we'll go to the heroes convention and you guys can mm. spend all the money you want here in the great city of Charlotte. That sounds like a, an absolute plan to me. Um, we are, we're, we're, we're trying to make that happen more and more. It's, it's, um, you know, we've had, the funny thing is, is I've met you face to face. We shook hands, took pictures. We hung out. D doc and I doing this now for like a year have never oh, met. Right. Yep. We, we've never been in the same room as D doc. We've so never we uh, physically happen. seen each other. I might be a simulation for all, you know, still, <laughs> we don't know if I'm even real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, you you're talking about rogue one. You're lay at the end of rogue one. We don't I can't tell. Are you real? I don't know. That's, yeah. You're Jar Jar. We will find out at some point in time, maybe in Charlotte, maybe in Nashville next year. We don't know. Yes, I, I will not. I'm, I'm, I think we're done at three kids. So, okay. I know, she, I know she came a week and a half after the ICCC convention, but at the time I couldn't risk it. Hindsight being 2020, I could have went, but. At, hey, <laughs> I understood nope. completely. Um, Knowing uh, my luck, she would have had the baby if I went. So, right. you know. <laughs> So as you guys know, um, <clears throat> I, I think we can all agree we're looking forward to Andor. We're we're willing to wait for the the three episode premiere. Um, it looks great. I think we're all all on the same page. I'll throw this out there. I just recently, I say read but listened to uh, Brotherhood uh, and then Shadows of the Sith. Both. I'm a book guy. I know I we got D Doc now doing the Darth Bane books. Um, I will say this: both those books entertaining. Um, you know, one, the Brotherhood was a lot of Anakin and Obi-Wan during, uh, between, um, uh, well, during the Clone Wars. Um, it was good. It was, it was a good entertaining book. Uh, Shadows of the Sith, it was, um, I think, 10 or 15 years after Jedi. 15 years after Jedi, I believe. And um, they definitely did some tie-ins to Ochi of Bastoon, Pisana, uh, Ray, and her parents. Her parents were named in that book so if you haven't checked those out yet i will say um definitely worth that you know they're not they're not the thrawn trilogy they're not the bane trilogy but not many things are but but they were entertaining and they had some really good characters in them and i'm starting to see with shadows of the, of the sith they're definitely starting to piecemeal some things together to say oh that thing you don't know anything about in the sequels that we we just kind of threw on you here we're gonna we're gonna give you some some bits about it right here and and I think um, we've all talked about it. If, if that can happen over the next few years to where we can start having more understanding, uh, I'm all for that. So, uh, Ryan, are you a big book reader? Do you read any of the Star Wars novels or? I I literally I'm not exaggerating. I, what I will do I have a stack of them on my desk. So what I will do is um, at this time of year I don't read anything that's not preseason football. And so I have, um, usually if I'm reading is for research, but during the year I collect books and I bought brotherhood hard, hard, but I bought it not even a week ago. My daughter and I were at the bookstore and I bought it. And, and she's like, is that going on the stack? I'm like, it's going on the stack because as soon as college football ends the second weekend in January, between that and when I see you in India, May, I read like a crazy person. And so 
I kind of collect them during the year. Okay. And then uh, and then read them during the off season. So yes, that is, that is on the short list. But but to your point about the book, so I go all the way back to again in my office. I have an original first run paperback of the George Lucas Star Wars book, mm-hmm. you know, with the, the classic old Vader, you know, painting on the front also. But I remember in that book, you know, learning about, um, you know, Darth Vader's lava palace and, you know, in the, in the battle with the, 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 you know, the, the fight with Obi-Wan. And that's how I heard about that. So when, again, when those things come true and they happen in front of your eyes, you just can't <laughs> I read about that when I was eight, you know, it's just the craziest. So that's, that's why the books, that's why the books are awesome. Agreed. Agreed. Alpha and DDoc, you haven't hit either one of those yet, right? No, not yet. Okay. Well, they're, they're, again, they're entertaining. A um, couple side items just to hit out there. One, I was reading an article the other day. I get Google alerts for anything for Star Wars related. One of them was the Nas- Nashville Casket Sales Company. You can now get a Ghostbusters, a Frozen, a Batman, or a Star Wars casket. Um, if you just love them that much, you want to take them into the afterlife with you. Um, you need to go check that out. Go look up Nas- Nashville Casket Sales Company. I mean, it, it's all over the place. The 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 Star Wars one, the 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 rails on the side where they carry you are are lightsabers overlapping. So and they're lit up. So it's like a blue and a red across. Um, very interesting. Look at Doc. Hey, look at Doc. He's already in. He's already like. He he's like, I'm, he gonna, he's like I'm gonna play it cool, but as soon as we're done, I'm gonna I'm gonna like get with all these all these insurance deals at two o'clock in the morning, pay for your funeral now. He's gonna be like, Hey, could you buy this now? Can you cut can they customize you frozen in carbonite? That's my question. Oh, oh. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it. <laughs> I mean, Disney is kind of Walt Walt's kind of it's like carbonite, but he's frozen like that, right? Ted Williams. Ted, Ted Williams, Williams, greatest hitter to ever live. Ted Williams' head is literally, <laughs> for a fact, know that it's in a freezer in Arizona right now. Wow. See? Yeah. So, D-Doc, I say we push for that. Let's look into it. Um, another thing that came out that I – look, we're, we're all – well, the three of us, D-Doc, you're a little younger than us. We were all there for the end of the run of Return of the Jedi and the characters and, you know, when Ewoks and droids were coming out and all that. Um Star Wars, you know, they stopped making characters in 1985. That was the last year. But they actually had a 1986 line prepared that they were looking to do. And I follow, um, he's called That Junk Man. We've interacted, we actually met him at the, I met him at the ICCC in Nashville. But he posted it on YouTube. And you can go see the drawings and the characters that they were going to do with the 1986 line before they, before they cut it off. I, th- I just thought it was great because I was like, they had the idea that we're going to expand and make other stories and, and make characters and even Luke and Han and different outfits and all this stuff. So it was really cool to think about, Ryan, like you said, I mean, thinking about when you were back that age, and you're like, man, I'm sorry to see this go. But they, they were really thinking about keeping that going. So I thought it was really cool. So you de- definitely need to go check that out and, and look into it. So Alpha, you'll probably the, want to buy those. And then the casket. Yeah. Oh, you throw that on me like I'm the only one that would. <laughs> I it would just be me. That's right. And me alone. That's right. Um, okay, so I've look, guys. I've kept you guys. It's uh, gosh, we've been going for an hour and ten minutes or something. Anything we haven't discussed that you want to hit on? Any thoughts that that we need to hit before we before we shut this thing down tonight? Go ahead, Alfie. 
I got one going back to Andor trailer. I didn't get to bring this up, but go ahead. It, it's driving me nuts, man. I have got to know why those people in the laboratories are not wearing shoes. <laughs> it's a good question. Um, if you watch, yeah, when they're running down the hallway, none of those people have shoes on, and there's got to be a reason for that. Do you do you think it's um? You know, I think we saw it in Kenobi. I mean, there were there were spice labs, right? And we know right. that like in a lot of drug organizations, they make you either go in naked or like in your underwear. Right. Nothing. Do you think it could be something wrapped to that where they couldn't take anything out of those labs? I mean, were they workers? Or if they they're prisoners? not productive, can they get like shocked or something from the floor or? I, oh, okay. I like this. I like that. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Because <laughs> if Maybe you notice. Just- Maybe it's just yeah. how they do things on their particular planet. It looks like it's an imperial facility, mm-hmm. and they're all dressed the same, but they don't have shoes on, and they're all building stuff. So is this yeah. like, you know, engineers and workers that they've rounded up that aren't, you know, supporters of the empire? And because if if you watch the trailer, they're building K2S models. Okay, at their workstations. And then one guy has what looks like a pile of lightsabers next to him. Really? Okay. Yeah. I remember you showed the, like the hilt yeah. of one of them. And then it shows Cassian dressed as one in the same outfit. And he shoves something in, and the alarm goes off. He like shoves like a, a I, don't, I don't know what it's like a piece pair of steel. Shoes. It was a pair of shoes. It's like a pair of Crocs. Yeah, yeah. A piece of steel into a panel and the alarm starts going off. And then it shows them all running away. I, I like your idea of the punishment thing, though, because when you look at it, Krennic, awesome. Krennic had to punish the scientists in Rogue One right. because they were insubordinate or, you know, getting things sneaked out of the lab. So I kind of like that one better than my drug idea. It's bad that I went right to drugs on, on my topic. Yeah. Breaking Bad. <laughs> there you go. Breaking Bad. Alfie, any, anything else off the Andor trailer? I, I, I will throw this out there. I could care less if a guy is holding an AK-47 in that yeah, thing, because same. here's my thought. Again, whether you like guns or not, that's we're not a political show. But I can't think that every person in the Star Wars universe has laser pistols. Some of them are going to have to have projectile. Slug methods. throwers is what they were called in Legends. There we go. And Slug Han throwers. Solo had some hidden on the Millennium Falcon. They were outlawed in Okay. Uh, by the empire so I, I would think if there's problems with it i get it we're, we're trying to become more politically correct about guns okay but but i, I was like it, it you think about primitive people or people who haven't been in the hyperspace or whatever they probably have more weapons like that so i i know i kept seeing that pop up and i was like why is this why is this a big deal anyway not to again not to stir anything go ahead d-doc also, like all the Star Wars guns are really based off of real guns too. So, like they would just literally take a real gun and modify it to look like a Star Wars gun. So, like, yeah, uh, people really did make a big deal about that one still shot of that guy holding that. It's like, who knows? Maybe it is a blaster. Like, <clears throat> I mean, if you play Battlefront two, you you're always getting uh, you can switch your guns and that, and you look at them, it's like, you can go online and see what actual guns they're based off of and what parts they added to them. I mean, it's the same as, um, oh my God, Blade Runner. Uh, the, the gun that he used in that is a specific one. I watched the guy, Adam Savage from, um, 
MythBusters. I, he has his own YouTube channel. I watched him build one. You have to buy all these certain parts and take apart a gun. It's not a real gun at, anymore, but you steal the parts from it. So, huh. okay. Also, well, I have Alfie's uh, little guy here too. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Was talking <laughs> about. Well, well, and, and as and as Carrie Fisher used to say, everybody got a gun, and they handed me a hair dryer. <laughs> she used to say all the time so everybody else has got a big, big awesome gun and she uses laser swords and everything else and she goes and they handed me they hear they hear they hear carrie here's your hair dryer <laughs> oh gosh okay well I, again didn't mean to make it i just i just thought it was interesting um d doc or ryan any closing thoughts before we before we shut down this episode um, I, I'll just say I'm excited for uh, Andor, and I, I really can't wait for a new Star Wars show, and it's fresh, and, you know, of, of course, you know, you have the internet, so I'm sure things will happen, but I'm just very excited for this. It, it just feels like it's going to be a very fresh show, and Rogue One is, I'm on the record for saying Rogue One is one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time. It's up there for me, so I'm just excited to see this story expand. Agreed. No, I, I agree with that 100%, and... Uh... I, I long time ago got over the, the complaining on the internet, like versus the, the story I was telling earlier about the guy on Radio Row. I, I long ago in my mind converted all of that from taking it very personally, which I did for a long time to just taking it all as one big giant joke, which is how I look at all of it now. So I'm going to enjoy it. And, uh, and I'm also going to enjoy watching people get all wadded up the first time a girl does something or, you know, oh, some, I, lines delivered wrong or whatever so yeah that's uh that's my one of my favorite parts now has become entertaining it's entertaining watching the people not be entertained by the stuff that should not bother them <laughs> i 100 it, look it, it's uh, yeah you just can't let things bother you i mean no and again you just gotta have fun listen, it's supposed to be we're all we're it. all the generation we used to get one damn movie every three years and then after the third <laughs> one it was over it was over you know, it, it was like, there's a reason that we all watched the Christmas special. It's all we had. So anybody, anybody. I say it all the time. You know, these people don't know what it was like to be excited to watch the Ewok specials. Yeah, that was I it. Was, or, the, yeah. or like the, the, the special effects shows we were talking about earlier. The greatest thing that ever happened was like when 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 they were on the Muppets. Oh, it was the greatest thing that ever happened because that's all we had, kids. So now that's uh, I, I, I am I am all for drinking from the star wars fire hose on a I, weekly basis I'm all we right. agreed agreed and and you know what i look around this this group right here and we're all raising our kids to enjoy star wars we're, we're enjoying watching star wars with them i you told the story about your daughter my story with joey's the same joey's six years old watching phantom menace and i was just sitting there going he's having the best time alfie with your son with force awakens yep he's having the best time and and so for us it's like we're adults and oh you know we got work and we got bills to pay and all that and yeah we might complain here or there but we love it and we're where our kids are and d doc you know he's got his little ones now they went on rise of resistance and went to galaxy's edge and they're like oh now yeah. we're way into this right so it's it's good i mean star wars is about family it's about fun it's, it's just all these good things so it might I, it, yeah. it, it might not every episode of every show probably is not going to change your life it's nope. probably not but but the but the Star Wars experience is, is should be a huge part of your life. So yeah, and that is the last thing that the guy who loves Solo was going to say because that's just that's it all it all comes back to me trying to to tell everybody it's okay to have fun and well, it's uh, you know 
I'm going to go watch Solo as soon as we're done with this. You got it. And the one thing that I'll promise you is our phones, our emails are always open for you during the football season, but we're not going to reach out and bother you during the football season unless something comes up where you, you say, hey, I want to talk about this. Door's always open. But I also know, like you just said, you don't even read books until the football season's over with. Uh, so I'm going to let you go do that thing, and I'll be enjoying all the stuff you do. And hopefully you and my son will cross paths at one of these events coming up and, uh, you know, just go enjoy it. Football season's here. As a matter of fact, on the TV to my left right now, I'm watching Jacksonville, even in preseason, get beat 20 to nothing by the Raiders. Um, and there's no reason I should be watching that, but it's football. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's football because uh, yeah. it's football and it's on television. So, <laughs> yeah, right. I appreciate it. I will see you guys this fall. And uh, if you need me, I'll be the one uh, on the SEC network uh, uh, wearing his Darth Vader and or Captain America ring every Saturday. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. And when D-Doc makes me my shield, we'll get a pick together wearing our cap shields or holding our cap shields. That's absolutely awesome. Uh, you know what? For everybody else, uh, the listeners, followers, everybody, thank you so much to Alfie and D-Doc, who are my rocks. They're here all the time. They're, you know what? I built this thing. This thing is built off guys like you who, who put all your effort into it, all your time into it. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. For Ryan, for being our special guest tonight, thank you so much. Episode 156 in the books. You know what? I ran through it all at the beginning. You know where to follow us. Rule the Galaxy everywhere. Might add an SW or a podcast after it, but just look for Rule the Galaxy. And until next week, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm.